0: Well welcome to a series that we're calling at the movies for the next three weeks. We're going to be looking at some movies and learning some practical principles and things that we can pull out of those that will help us in our everyday lives. And I want to look into the camera for just a moment and welcome those of you that are watching online. We're excited from wherever you're tuning in at that you've tuned in to be a part of our church family this morning. We really appreciate you tuning in today. And I need you to participate. We need to get our blood going a little bit because I need you to help me preach today. Uh, I need you to look at the person next to you. So find somebody, look at, look at them next to you. And as we start this series, I need you to tell them, say, look at them and tell them, you look like a movie star. You look like a movie star. Come on, tell them, you look like a movie star. Now, turn to the other person that you don't like as much. Come on, turn to the other person that you don't like as much. And tell them, hey, tell and I need you to tell them this, you'd be great on the radio. (laughs) You'd be great on the radio. Well, here's, let me give you the reason why we're doing this series and kind of where we're going over the next few weeks. And I want to do this series because I believe it will help us learn some biblical principles for our lives. And I know some of you, maybe it's your first time or you weren't here over the last few weeks as we were talking about this series that was coming up. And you're thinking, why are we talking about movies at church? Like, Can you do that? Is that even in the Bible that you talk about movies at church? And here's, here's, what, here's what I would say. Uh, if you read the Bible, if you read the scripture, you see where Jesus was always telling a story. Jesus was always relating something to a story. It was always, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like, and here's a story, here's some kind of analogy, here's a parable, and I believe that movies uh, can serve as parables for today. So we're going to look at some movies that have come out just uh, in the last two or three years, and we're going to pull some principles out of those movies that we can use in our lives. Come on, sometimes you can use, I believe God wants to use everything to benefit us. Can I get a better amen than that? That God wants to use everything to benefit us, and so we're going to do a series called At The Movies, and today we're kicking off this series with a movie that I feel like uh, and thought was one of the best movies that I've seen in the last year or two, and so I'm excited to share some clips of this movie with you, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, and I believe we're going to learn some very valuable lessons as we spend some time uh, with a little boy named Augie Pullman, and so ladies and gentlemen, this is Wonder.
1: an ordinary 10-year-old kid. I mean, I do ordinary things, eat ice cream, ride my bike, I'm really good at playing sports. Well, on my Xbox. I love Minecraft, science, and dressing up for Halloween. I love the lightsaber fight with my dad. I watch Star Wars movies with him and drive my sister crazy. And dream about being in outer space just like any ordinary kid. I just don't look ordinary when I'm doing these things. Not even my birth was ordinary. It was hilarious. Now, how can your birth be hilarious, you ask? A teenage doctor helps. This is my first day. <laughs> A massive video camera also aids the situation. But to really be funny, you need what all the best jokes have. Sunshine.
2: He's coming! <laughs>
1: a bit better but none of them have made me look ordinary he said he doesn't want to go but he's ready no he's not ready I cannot homeschool
3: him forever every year that we wait it'll just be harder to start this is the first year of middle school for everyone he will not be the only new kid
2: okay well he's gonna be the only new kid that looks like him but we've stopped for just one second and please listen it's like leading a lamb to the slaughter and you know it
1: I know I'll never just be an ordinary kid. Ordinary kids don't make other kids run away from playgrounds. Ordinary kids don't get stared at wherever they go. But it's okay if you want to stare too. My name is Augie Pullman. Next week, I start fifth grade. And since I've never been to real school before, I'm pretty much totally and completely petrified.
0: So I want to ask you a question as we get going after this first clip. How? How would you describe yourself? What would you say about yourself? If I asked you, how do you describe you? Some of the things we might use would be tall or short, uh, fat, skinny, athletic, lazy, black hair, blonde hair, brunette, red hair. And we think about all of these labels and these things on the outside. When somebody asks you, come on, even even men, when we get together, you know, we meet somebody new, what's one of the first questions we ask? Well, what do you do? What do you do? You know, it's and, and the reality is, all of these things are labels that immediately tell us something about you, but they don't tell us who you are. So when I ask you the question, how would you describe yourself, and, and, and you, you come up with all these characteristics and the way that you look and things like that, that tells us a little bit about you, but it doesn't tell us who you are. It doesn't tell us what's on the inside of you. It doesn't tell us what you're really... All about, and when you get your first look at Augie Pullman in this movie, I don't know how many of you have seen the movie Wonder. Just a few of you. When you first get this look at him, and he takes his helmet off right there in that first scene as the movie opens up, uh, we have a tendency sometimes we look at it and we think, you know, if you're like me, you think, well, oh, how sad, or, or you know, man, I hate that. And sometimes we even tear up and we get emotional about movies and about situations like that. Or maybe if you're honest, you wanted to to stare, or you wanted to make a comment, or you were thinking in your mind about something that, that you had a question about, or how does that happen, or or something like that. or But for but for Augie Pullman, he was born into this world under circumstances that were out of his control. But how many of you know that nothing catches God off guard? Come on, y'all going to have to help me preach. I'll just walk off stage today, right now. How many of you know that nothing about you catches God off guard? God does not, you do not wake up on Monday morning and God say, oh, oh my me. (laughs) What's going on there, right? Nothing catches God off guard. There's nothing about you, there's nothing about your appearance, there's nothing about your personality, there's nothing about the way that you feel about yourself or the way that you were created that catches God off guard. God does not say, well, I made a mistake there. Well, I wish I'd have done that one different. Wish I'd have, you know, formed them just a little bit differently. He doesn't do that because God does not make mistakes. He does not make mistakes. I, I like in First Samuel sixteen seven. it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider how handsome or tall he is. I have not chosen him. I do not look at the things people look at. Man looks at how someone appears on the outside, but I look at what is in the heart. Now, just a little background, this verse, this is Samuel, Saul is the king, and Saul is not following after God. So God has sent Samuel to anoint the next king that's going to come after Saul, and when he gets there, this king would eventually be David, as we know in the Bible, but David doesn't even get invited to the meeting. David is left outside with the sheep doing his normal day-to-day thing, and Samuel sees all the other sons, and he says, wow, man, he's tall. Good look at me. You just look like you'd be a king. And God says, No. Nope. Uh uh. Next one comes up. Well, man, you got it going. Oh, man, yeah, I just visualize the crown on your head. And, oh, I can picture it. I can picture it. And God says, No. It says, Samuel, stop it. <laughs> stop looking at what they look like. Because that's not what I'm all about. It doesn't matter what they look like. I'm looking at the heart. And when you get to the person that I know that their heart's in the right place, then I'm going to tell you that's the person that's supposed to be the king. And we do this all the time. We look at the outside appearance of people and we make judgment calls. We we feel we, we condemn ourselves a lot of times and look in the mirror and we're not happy with what we see. And, well, I wish I weighed 30 pounds less or I wish my face didn't look like this or I wish my hair was blonde. Or, you know, all of these things. We do this all the time. We look at the outside appearance but i believe that our calling is to begin to look beyond the things that that would be considered a difference or would cause division between you and me and to be able to look at the heart of people and see people the way that god sees people to see people the way that god sees them and then to pull. The good out of them, to pull the God out of them. That's what we try to do in what we call next steps. You know, sometimes you make the comment that, well, I don't have anything that God can use. Or I don't really have any gifts or talents. No, you do. God's put something on the inside of you. You just haven't discovered it yet. And we want to help you discover what it is so that you can begin to use it to further the kingdom of God and find fulfillment in your life because you're using the thing that God put on the inside of you to be used from the very beginning, from the moment you were born. Amen? And so... We try to do that, and we need to be looking for that in other people. We need to be looking at the heart, and I see what you could be. I see where God is taking you. I see what your life could be like. I see somebody that is going to be doing great things for God. We need to pull the good and the God out of people. And so in this movie, we see that Augie is nervous but hopeful about school, but quickly learns that things don't go as he would like or as he would have planned. And so check out this clip.
1: were lame 15 years ago. Supposedly, with a D, tuned. More like they were always lame. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Later. far hideous. Hey. Hey, Mom.
3: Augie, you're supposed to knock.
1: I'm serious this time.
3: Fun of it. Hi. That was your first day of school?
1: good like it was good?
3: Or good like it was bad and you just don't want to tell us. It was
1: good, okay? I just don't know what you want me to say. It was good. Hey, okay, hey. If you're mad mom about going to
2: school, it was my idea too. Why can't
1: I just say good like anybody else?
3: ask about my day? That is not the way we leave the table. Hey, come on. Talk to me. Be okay.
1: Why oh, do I have to be so ugly?
3: You are not ugly, Augie.
1: You just have to say that because you're my mom. Oh,
3: because I'm your mom, it doesn't count?
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Because I'm your mom, it counts the most because I know you the most. You are not ugly, and anyone who cares to know you will see that.
1: They won't even talk to me. It matters, I look. <laughs> I try to pretend that it doesn't, but it does. (laughs) Is it always gonna matter? I don't know.
3: Honey, listen. Look at me. We all have marks on our face. I have this wrinkle here from your first surgery, and I have these wrinkles here from your last surgery. This is the map that shows us where we're going. And this is the map that shows us where you've been. And it's never, ever
1: ugly. What right
2: <laughs>
3: That's compliments of your-
0: Have you ever had a conversation with God that sounded similar to that when you've had a bad day and, and all of a sudden these thoughts start coming to your mind, you know, maybe you've, you've read it in, in the word or, uh, God's just reminding you of who you are and that he loves you and that you're cared for. And a lot of times if you're like me, you get in that conversation and you've had a bad day and you're like, well, yeah, you're God. You have to say that, (laughs) Right. Well, you're you're God, so you can't say anything else besides that you love me and care about me. And just like he said in this this movie, well, you're my mom, so you have to say that. It doesn't count. It doesn't count because you have to feel that way. And I love uh, what Augie's mom says in response. She says, oh, because I'm your mom, it doesn't count. Because I'm your mom, it counts the most because I know you the most. And I think sometimes we act like God's opinion of us doesn't count because he's God. But I would say that God's opinion of us counts more than any other opinion on planet Earth. And he, 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 he says those things and he reassures us and brings us hope and encouragement because that's really how he feels about you. And he knows you better than anybody else knows you better than anybody else around you, anybody else in your life, your spouse, your kids, your family, anybody. He knows you better because he created you. And the one who created you is telling you that he loves you just the way that you are and that there's nothing that can separate you from his love. But sometimes we just feel like, well, God just has to say that. I love Jeremiah 1.5. There are many verses in the Bible that Kind of talk about this, but I like this one. It says, before I formed you in your mother's body, I chose you. You were already chosen for the purpose that God has for your life before you were ever born. Before anybody ever even knew that you were going to come into existence, God already had a plan for your life. It goes on, before you were born, I set you apart to serve me. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. God is saying today that he perfectly formed you and created you. And that you were made on purpose for a purpose. If you don't hear anything else today, you were made on purpose. Don't let somebody tell you that you weren't made on purpose. Don't let anybody tell you that it was an accident or that they wish you had never been born or people's words hurt you. Because God knew that you would be living in 2018 and he has a purpose for your life. It was not a surprise to God that you were born. You were made on purpose for a purpose. We go on in this story, and for Augie, school starts out rough, but thanks to a new friendship with a little boy named Jack Will, Augie is finally starting to feel somewhat normal and accepted. And it's amazing how someone being a friend and caring for you has the power to raise your spirits and raise your hopes. But how many of you know that friendships also can present opportunities to be wounded and to be hurt? by the people that are closest to you. So check out this clip.
1: I don't care what Jack Will says about Christmas. For me, Halloween is the best holiday in the world. It's so awesome when I'm wearing a costume, I usually walk with my head down to avoid being seen. But on Halloween, I walk with my head up high. He did the mash.
2: It got all in a flash. He
1: did the mash. He did the monster the I did not even know who that was. He didn't even know who I was. It's so cool, especially because people don't like to touch me, because they think I'm contagious. Oh, yeah, Chewie, up high. Boom goes the dynamite. They did the mash.
2: They did the monster <laughs>
1: Like him, <laughs> That's right, right? Yeah. And he's always reminded me of, like, a shrunken head, you know? Oh, or an orc. Yeah. <laughs> if I look at like him, I'd swear I'd put a hood over my face over here. If I look like him, I think I kill myself. Why do you hang out with him so much, Jack? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Touchman asked me to be his welcome buddy, and now he just follows me around everywhere. Well, welcome that must think That must <laughs>
3: Betty, it's almost time for the Halloween parade.
1: You're supposed to knock. Go away!
3: Mom says you won't say what happened. Did someone say something?
1: Someone always says something!
3: Well, tell me what happened.
1: It's none of your business!
3: You took my day with Mom, so it is my business.
1: I heard Jack Wolf talking about me behind my back. He said he'd kill himself if he looked like me.
3: Jack will? Isn't he
1: the nice one? There are no nice ones. I wish I'd never gone to school in the first place. But you were liking school. I know you were. I hate it, okay? I hate it. Augie, I'm sorry, but you're not the only one who has bad days. Bad days? Do people avoid touching you? When a person like touches you, do they call it the plague? No. That was all I had. Just don't compare your bad days at school to mine, okay?
2: Okay.
3: Hey, did you notice that Miranda doesn't come around anymore? What? You didn't. Shocker. Yeah.
1: She went away to camp this summer, and now she doesn't like me anymore. Why? Because... School sucks. And people
3: change. So if you want to be a normal kid, Auggie, then those are rules. So... Let's go trick-or-treating. Okay? Because right now... We're each other's best friends. Really? Yes, so come on, I'll let you have all my Halloween candy.
0: In this clip, we see that Augie really likes Halloween, and the reason he really likes Halloween is because he can cover up what his face really looks like, and he feels like he can hold his head high because nobody knows who he is. And here's, here's what I think we do a lot of times. We put on a mask or a costume because we're afraid if people really know me, they're not going to like me. If people really knew how I felt, if people really knew what I struggle with, if people really knew where I came from, then they would not like me. And so I'm going to make you, I'm going to present myself to you how I want you to see me. This is why on social media, you know, you always hear people say don't don't compare your real life to everybody else's highlight reel. Because we all know it took 39 attempts on that picture before they got the right angle and all their kids were smiling. <laughs> it's the pictures where one kid's turned around and the other one's crying and the other one's punching the other one in the face. and <laughs> Those are the ones that are real life that we don't post and we'll see a lot of times. But we wait until we get we take, you know, on the iPhone, you can just sit there and you can take as many pictures as you want, and then you go through seventy five pictures and you pick out the best one and that's the one you post. And we do that with our life. I don't want you to know me. Cause if you know me, I'm afraid you're not gonna like me. And I love in this in this clip where his sister, she has what we talk about around here a lot of times, and you've heard me mention it, she has a me too moment with Augie. She sits down, I, I love this 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 clip because she goes in and she's determined not to let him stay in his loneliness and in his hurt. She's going to stay in that room and she's going to convince him that he doesn't need to stay in this hurt place and in this lonely place. And she has a me too moment where she points out that, well, you know, my best friend from last year, she doesn't want anything to do with me now. So now we're each other's best friends. It's a me too. Oh, you're hurting me too. Oh, you got, you got something going on in your life? Me too. Oh, you're having some you're having some problems? Me too. Oh, finances are tight right now? Me too. It's it's a me too moment. And sometimes the most impactful thing in your life can be when you're sitting at a table with somebody or sitting in a living room with somebody and and you don't know how each other's feeling and then you have that me too moment where you start sharing something. And then you find out there's seven other people in this room that are dealing with the same thing or have been through the same thing or or can encourage me. They've come through that, and now they can help me get through that. And now I can get advice from them. It's it's having the ability to say I've 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 known what it's like to lose a family member. I've known what it's like to struggle. I've know it's sitting across from somebody. I've I've known what it's like to to struggle with an addiction in my life. I've I, I know what it's like to to deal with that. I know what it's like. Me too. Me too. Me too. Oh you. Oh, life isn't perfect for you? Huh, me too. Oh, somebody made you upset today? Me too. But what we like to do too many times is we like to, instead of, see, here's what I think God does. And we talk about small groups a lot at Impact Church, and we call them I groups. And we're completely restructuring I groups so that anybody can lead a group and they can be about anything. And so you can get together with other people that like to ride bikes on the trail. And you just go ride bikes on the trail once a week for an hour, two hours, and do life together. And let me tell you what will happen. Maybe not on day one. Maybe not on the second week or the third week. But at some point, I believe God is setting it up for you to have an encounter with somebody that you need an encounter with. And what we do a lot of times is we miss what God wants to give us and how God wants to help us through something because we stay home. Well, I don't feel like I oh, don't feel like it's not I had a I had a bad day. So when God is setting somebody in your path in your group that he's already told you're coming. <laughs> when they get there and you don't even know that this is being orchestrated by God behind the scenes and when you get there you have this 3 minute conversation or this 5 minute conversation or whatever and they ask you how's your day going and you you open up a little bit and then they have a me, and then there's a me too moment. Oh, let me tell you about how my day was, because it was terrible too. And you go home after that feeling encouraged, feeling like there's hope for your situation and how you were feeling. But if you just stay home, you miss what God was trying to set up for you. And then we complain about it. Well, God, do you see me? Do you see what I'm going through? Do you know how I'm feeling? Well, I just feel so lonely. And God's saying, well, if you just get in a group, I already got somebody in that group that I'm going to use to encourage you and pull you out of the place that you're in. But you've got to take the step and go get in the group. Get in community. Find some people to get around that can encourage you. That can be the person like his sister that says, I'm not leaving you hurt and I'm not leaving you alone. I'm going to help you through this. Me too. Me too. Romans twelve fifteen, I love this verse says be joyful with those who are joyful, be sad with those who are sad. Be joyful with those who are joyful, be sad with those who are sad. We're called to be there for each other, but I can't be there for you if if you're not in community. You can't be there for me if I'm not in community. God's orchestrating something that might just be answered to your prayer, but you have to take the step and get in a group. You have to take the step and come to church. You have to take the step and open up to that person. You have to take a step and reach out to that person you feel like you're supposed to reach out to. And then God takes care of the rest. So picking up on our story, you would think that for Augie everything gets better and life begins to work out from this point. And uh, he does begin to, to make more and more friends as many of the kids in the school realize that Augie may, may look different from them, but he's actually fun to be around, and he's actually just like them, and he's a pretty cool guy to hang around with. But for a, a few students, mainly Julian, a boy named Julian, they still couldn't get past Augie being different, and we'll see why. I want you to look for why Julian thinks and acts the way he does in this next clip.
1: Look at him.
0: are we running in the hallway? Oh. Augie, you okay?
1: Yeah, everything's fine. I went for class.
0: Hey, 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 hey. Aggie, you know if you need help, you can ask for it. You're not alone. I know.
1: Amos. Hey, You know something about this?
2: You understand? We take bullying very seriously at this school. There's zero tolerance.
3: Excuse me. Can you explain what's going on here? Wasn't Julian the one who got punched in the mouth? If there's any bullying going on, it isn't my son.
2: that, Julia? Yes, sir. That one note was on the back of a class photo. Your son photoshopped Augie out of it.
3: No. No, he didn't. I did. Of course, I didn't think that he would bring it to school. But when our friends come over and they see that picture, I want them to ask about our son, not the Pullman's.
2: Mrs. Albans, when we pressed Augie, He showed us these other notes. That your son left in his locker and and his desk. Chair.
3: Okay, look, if no one else is going to have the courage to say it, then I guess I will. These kids are too young to be dealing with this sort of thing. Julian has had nightmares because of that kid. Did you know that? We had to take him to a child psychologist to help him deal with his night terrors.
2: It's just a two-day suspension. You'll stay home from the nature preserve trip, that's all.
3: Two days for a couple of notes from a kid. After all the money that we have poured into this school?
2: We have a lot of friends in the school board, Mr. Oh, <sighs> well, I have more.
3: So what would you have us do? Bend over backwards for every single person in the world? Nobody can get their feelings hurt, ever. You are not doing these kids any favors.
2: Mrs. Albans, Arky can't change the way he looks. So, maybe we can change the way we see.
3: Yes, I will be sure to tell that to the real world. Thank you for this. We won't be back in the fall.
0: Like the school. Oh, mom. I have friends, Dad.
2: Let's go to him.
1: Come on.
3: Mr. Tishman. I'm really sorry.
2: I know you are, Julian.
0: I had titled this in my notes. this little segment is is called "Hate is Learned And here's how I know that. If you take our uh youngest son is four, so if you take some two, three four year olds and you put them all in a room together with toys, and they're all different races, all different, different genders all different mental capacities, all different learning abilities, all these different things. If you take all those kids and you put them in a room together, do you know what they'll do? They'll play. They'll play together. Because they don't see the difference between them. They just see people. It's like we take our kids to the park. And when we get to the park, they don't care like who, what other kids are there. They're just excited that there's like seven or ten other kids there that they get to play with for the next 30, 45 minutes to an hour. That's all they care about. They don't see. And so hate and seeing each other and seeing our differences, we learn that. We learn to do that. Because you don't see it in your your little kids when they're playing together. They don't notice those things. We learn it. And... In in this clip, we see that all that Julian's mom is trying to justify what her son did in hurting Augie. So she's trying to justify what Julian did, and we learned that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and if you've ever noticed this in our own lives, we try to rationalize our sin. And here's what I know about me and here's what I know about you a lot of times. We're great judges of other people's sin and incredible lawyers of our own. We can find anything to judge each other about. But somebody start asking you some questions and you become the greatest lawyer on planet earth to defend your position as to why you do what you do. Well, so and so hadn't been to church in 3 weeks well you're just you're just judging on the outside you don't know that something hasn't happened in their life or in their family in the last 3 weeks and that's why they hadn't been here see we're we're it's so easy for us to pick out what we don't like about each other and then defend the things that we do when somebody starts to pull that out in us. we're easy, It's easy to judge you for your sin and then become a great lawyer for my own. And she even goes on, the mom even goes on and says, maybe you heard it in that clip, that, well, no one can get their feelings hurt ever. We have to bend over backwards for everybody. And then her comment about, well, I'll tell that to the real world. But I love, what, I love what the principal says in his response to that. He says, Augie can't change the way he looks. Come on, this is, this is so good. But maybe we can change the way that we see. He can't change the way that he looks. But maybe we can change the way that we see. What are you, parents in the room, what are you commenting about around your kids? What are you talking about around your kids? If you don't have kids yet, but you want to someday, let me just get you ahead of the game. Your kids hear everything you say, even when you don't think they hear what you're saying. We can be three rooms over having a conversation, and one of our kids will pop in and be like, just talking about like, what were you talking about? What are we about to go do? (laughs) Like, I didn't know you were listening. They're always listening. (laughs) They're always listening. So what are you talking about when you're around them? Because... The way that we see differences in each other, they learn it. And they don't have to. Most of the time they learn it from us as parents. And we don't even mean for them to learn it. We don't even mean, we're not even really trying to talk bad about anybody, but the conversations we have about politics and about racial uh, things going on and all of this stuff, our kids are learning how to see differences in people. They're learning it. And so what are you talking about and what comments are you making in your home? We talked about it last week that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so we need to choose life. We need to be intentional to choose life. And my prayer is that we would begin to see through the eyes of Jesus, that we would begin to see people the way that God sees people. Quit looking at the outside, quit being so quick to judge and actually get to know somebody and begin to see them the way that Jesus sees them, as somebody that he loves dearly and may want you to help impact their life. So in our story, though he still has some ups and downs, Augie begins to live his new normal and makes it to the end of the school year when one of the coolest things Happens, and so check out this last clip.
2: Looking sharp.
1: Thanks, Dad.
2: I'm talking about me. Wait, ah, you look good too. I think it's safe to say the Pullman men are crushing it today. You come a long way, huh? Yeah. Augie, I am proud of you for sticking it out.
1: You didn't think I would, did you?
2: Of course I did. Okay, well, come on, you gotta, I mean, when you started, you were still wearing the astronaut helmet in public.
1: I love that helmet. I wish I knew where it was. It's in my office. What? Dad, that was a gift! I you know. had no way to hide it! Augie, Augie, please don't be mad. You gotta understand, you were wearing it
2: all the time. I never got to see you anymore. I missed your face. I know you don't always like it, but I love it. It's my son's face. I wanna see it. Can
0: you forgive me?
1: No. Yes. Does mom know?
2: but I can maybe find it if you need it back. That's okay. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, graduates. Final award this morning is the Henry Ward Beecher Medal to honor students who have been notable or exemplary Usually, it's a good works, a service award, but I came upon a passage that he wrote, which made me realize that good works come in many forms. Greatness, he wrote, lies not in being strong, but in the right using of strength. He or she is the greatest whose strength carries up the most hearts by the attraction of his own. Without further ado, this year I am very proud to award the Henry Ward Beecher Medal to the student whose quiet strength has carried up the most hearts. So, will August Pullman please come up here to receive this award?
1: when I was getting a medal. It's not like I blew up the Death Star. All I did was get through fifth grade just like everyone else here.
2: Congratulations. That's for you.
1: Then again, maybe that's kind of the point. Maybe the truth is I'm really not so ordinary. Maybe if we knew what other people were thinking, we'd know that no one's ordinary and we all deserve a standing ovation at least once in our lives. My friends do. My teachers do. My sister does for always being there for me. My dad does for always making us laugh. And my mom does the most for never giving up on anything, especially me. It's like that last preset Mr. Brown gave us. Be kind, for everyone is fighting hard battle. And if you really want to see what people are, all you have to do is look.
0: I love that last line. <laughs> Be kind, for everyone is fighting hard battles. If you really want to see who people are, all you have to do is look. I want to bring the worship team back up. There's a a few verses in Acts chapter 3. I'm not going to read them for the sake of time. But it's Peter and John, and they're walking down a road. And there's a man who's sitting at a gate, and he's crippled. And he begs for money, and somebody brings him to that gate every single day. And Peter and John have been down this road before. But on this day, they saw the man. On this day, they noticed him. The the story in the Bible says that the man asked them, you know, for money. They looked at him and said, "We don't have any money, but I can give you something better. Just go ahead and stand up and walk." And instantly, the man was healed. And what I think is is so cool about the story, not just the healing, which is extraordinary in and of itself. But it's the fact that Peter and John in that moment took time to notice that man. Who knows how many times they had walked by while he sat there begging for money and never really saw him. And I think there are people all around you every single day that God is wanting to use you to notice them. God's wanting you to do something for somebody else. God's wanting you to be an encouragement in somebody else's life, and he's trying to get you to open your eyes. Come on, live in your life with your eyes wide open so that you can see what God wants you to see. Too many times we have tunnel vision, and we just, we, we're we so scheduled out. And believe me, I'm the king of scheduling things, man. It's like it's, it's just my personality. But we're so scheduled out that we don't have any time for God to interrupt our, our, our life. And we run into somebody at the store, but we got three minutes to get back home before we got to get our kid to basketball camp. And so we don't have time to stop and have a conversation for ten minutes with somebody who God was trying to get us in contact with to be an encouragement to them or for them to be an encouragement for us. We need to schedule in time for God to interrupt us. We need to leave some time set aside. You know what, God, if you want to interrupt my day today, you can just interrupt my day today because I'm leaving some room. I'm leaving some space. I'm leaving some gaps for you to be able to do what you need to do because there are people that are looking for somebody to just notice them. There are people that are looking for somebody that can just be an encouragement to them. There are people that are hurting all around you, and God wants to use you to touch their life. You stand today. last thing I want to say and then we're going to pray and sing a song is in order to do that we have to do what Augie's dad did for Augie when he hid his mask, he hid his helmet he said I know you may not like your face but I love your face and I was missing seeing your face and I think that God is looking at some of us today and he says I know that you've been talking about how much you don't like yourself but I love you and will you please take the mask off so that I can see you, so that other people can see you, so that you can be in a relationship with people, so that you can live the fullest life that I've intended for you to live. So some of us today, we just need to take a mask off. Say, so you know what, I'm just going to be real. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be me. I'm not going to pretend like everything's okay if everything's not okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in community with people so that we can lift each other up, we can pick each other up, we can be there for each other. I'm going to be around people that won't leave me in my hurt and won't leave me in my loneliness because I don't want to stay there. And I'm going to plan now for those moments when I feel good. I'm going to plan for the moments that I know are coming when I don't feel so good. And I'm going to be intentional to set it up now so that I have people in my life that can pull me out of that season. Amen. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes today? We're going to sing one final song and as we sing this song, I want to encourage you to worship. I want to invite our prayer team to come down as well. And each weekend, it's an honor for us to be able to pray for whoever needs prayer, and it, it doesn't have to be anything we talked about today. It could be something going on in your life, it could be financial, it could be marriage, it could be just needing to know what decision to make. It, it could be anything. And you just right now, you know, man, I just need somebody to—I need somebody to pray with me. I need somebody to encourage me. I need somebody to, to give me hope again when we begin to sing this last song this final song if that's you you can just step out of your seat when we begin to sing and you can come down and let us pray you. nothing weird is going to happen when you come up for prayer we just want to encourage you and stand with you through whatever it is that you're going through whatever it is that you're facing and if that's not you and you don't need prayer today i encourage you let's lift our hands let's lift our voices let's let's worship god one more time god i thank you for your word today and holy spirit i pray that you draw every person today who needs prayer in jesus name amen